Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Well, here's a sobering statistic. 97% of writers never finish their book. And out of that 3% who do finish their books, only 1% to 2% of them ever publish. I'm your host, Nancy Panuccio, and on today's episode of Writer Unleashed, we'll break down some of the most common barriers to bringing your story to the finish line and how to use brain science to become part of that 3% who finishes the book. 2021, here we come. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. So here we are. It's 2021. We've just come out of one of the longest and upending years, at least in my lifetime. Now, I hope that if 2020 taught you anything, it's this. If you're called to write, if you're called to do anything, you should be making it a priority now, today, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is never promised to us. We can't afford to say, Things like, I'll write someday when I have more time. I'll write when the kids are in college. I'll write if I get a windfall of money. Now, maybe you've decided this is the year you're going to take your writing seriously once and for all. You may have even made it a New Year's resolution to finish your book or start writing or start writing again. Now, I personally don't believe in resolutions. Only 8% of people who do make New Year's resolutions actually make good on those resolutions because despite our best intentions, we often get stuck. So here are some reasons our writing goals don't stick and why we sometimes get caught up in a momentum of failure rather than a momentum of success. Number one, you believe you or your story isn't good enough. Now, I call this the Mozart myth, this belief that writing should be easier for you, that the books you revere are the result of raw talent, and it's a a level of talent that you don't have. Look, you can have immense natural talent, but if you're not doing the work, if you're not 
rewriting and practicing deliberately on a consistent basis, then talent is useless. Now, we all have this idea that Mozart was this child prodigy who miraculously started composing masterpieces when he was five. But here's what really went down. His father was an accomplished musician who coached him throughout his childhood. And Mozart's early compositions were actually not that spectacular. The first piece of music that we've come to regard as a masterpiece was something that he didn't compose until he was 21. And by that time, he'd been composing music for 10 years. So Mozart was a long time in the making. So my point is, no one's born a genius. Genius is cultivated. It takes guidance and mentorship and consistent training. Writing is no different than any athletic achievement or artistic pursuit. Pianists and dancers study for years. They rehearse and practice for days and hours before a performance, even when they perform the pieces many times before. They're never fully satisfied with their performance, even when they win, even when they get a standing ovation. They're always looking for those small incremental improvements that will make them better. So the bar is always raising. Now, you may have heard of the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. So a fixed mindset says, my ability is finite. The growth mindset says, there's no cap on my potential. So a fixed mindset is like looking at the ceiling and saying, that's as far as I can go, rather than looking at the sky and realizing how limitless your potential actually is. Now, I've seen this with dancers, with visual artists, and with writers. Sometimes I'll meet someone whose work is not all that stellar, and then I'll see their work years later, and it's remarkable how far they've come. It's like a totally different artist, because they did the work. They improved their craft. They practiced. They had a growth mindset. Number two, you're a perfectionist. And when the writing doesn't come out as gleaming and sparkly and moving as it feels and looks in your imagination, you shove it in a drawer or you revise and revise until you've stripped the emotional essence out of your story. Now, I've had writers send me a draft of a story to edit, and then a day later, they'll send me the latest version saying, I just edited this. Please use this as the working draft. And, you know, the truth is, I don't see any difference between the two drafts because they've been fixated on minor changes, but not substantive changes in the story itself. Now, perfectionism is another way to silence yourself. Uh, Perfectionism is a symptom of thinking we're never good enough. We're afraid of being judged, of being criticized, and our perfectionism is an armor, But too much tinkering, too much editing can strip our story dry. By the way, until your story goes through the editing process, the final editing process, no one's going to care about a typo or if you put too many commas 
or whether you use the word sofa or divan to describe the living room, they're going to respond to the heart and the emotion, the way the story makes them feel, and that's underneath the language. So stop trying to be perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. Instead, try to get closer to the truth of your story. That's what matters to readers, not word pyrotechnics. Number three, you're going it alone. Writing is solitary and writing a book is a grand undertaking. You need support. You need support from your family and friends who, by the way, will only take your writing seriously if you take it seriously first yourself. But you need support from other writers. Even one or two other writers that you trust can help you stay on track. Or a writing coach. A good writing coach gives you direction, guidance, and feedback and keeps you on task. Having support with other writers keeps you accountable. Because if we're only accountable to ourselves, it's too easy to blow it off. Now, I've just started a private Writer Unleashed community group on Facebook. I'll be popping in every now and then to expand on what I discuss here on the podcast. So if you want to join and if you want more support, go to facebook.com slash groups slash Writer Unleashed community. And I'll link this to the episode show notes. Number four, you don't have the time. Now, there are two fallacies here. One, that you can manage time. And two, that you need to find the time. But you can't manage time. You can only manage yourself. You also can't find the time or make time. Time is what it is. It runs out. You can't produce more of it. You can't make time. You can only make choices. You get to choose how you spend your time and your energy. Now, I devote a whole episode on time in episode 11. When it comes to time and energy, we don't take into account the things we can give up in order to to make time to write, to, to allot the time to write. And we squander our time and energy more than we realize. Now, I'm certainly guilty of this. Some mornings before I get out of bed, I'm checking emails or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm check, checking in on Facebook or Instagram. And before I know it, I'm down the rabbit hole and a half hour or so has gone by. So I need to be really disciplined about not checking my phone first thing in the morning because a half hour every morning adds up. That's three to four hours a week that I could be writing. That's a lot of time. So I'm a morning writer and I like to start at 6 a.m. or so, so that by 9 a.m. I've already gotten three hours of writing under my belt. And on weekends, depending on whether my kid is with me or not, I can go full steam for 12 hours. But I always start early and I always get a minimum of three hours of writing time every day. Do I miss some mornings? Do I miss some weekends? Sure. Sometimes I need the extra sleep or I have another commitment that has to take priority. But because I've made it a ritual, it's much easier to get back in the groove and it's actually painful for me to miss a morning or two because it's become such an ingrained habit. So show up. Number five, you haven't made writing a habit. 
Make it a ritual. We have to make space for our writing. Make it part of your daily or weekly schedule. Make it a priority and schedule whatever you can around it. Don't clean the house first thing Saturday morning or have someone else do the housework. Be specific. For example, I'm going to write 30 minutes before I get ready for work on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and on Saturdays between 8 a.m. and 12 noon. Now, I don't recommend trying to hit a word count or a page count. That's really not the goal. And it often results in relatively shallow and unsatisfying writing for you. The goal is to write deeper, to feel engaged with what you're writing, not necessarily to write more. So when you revisit your material and you revise a scene, let's say you're removing passages and you're adding new passages and you're reworking sentences, you're absolutely writing more words, but the progress is more vertical. It's not horizontal. Now, writing goals can shift day by day, or week by week. It really depends on what your story needs. Your story is a living thing. So maybe your goal for January is to start a rough draft of your memoir. Or maybe today you're going to work on that uh, tense scene between the father and son. Now, a word about inspiration. Don't wait for inspiration to hit. There will be days you don't feel like writing. In fact, it will probably be the last thing you want to do on certain days, or you just don't feel inspired. But trust me on this. Inspiration comes through engagement with your writing. You will feel resistance, but the only way to break through that resistance is to write. Now, Some days it takes a little longer to find your rhythm and your flow. And if you're having a really bad day, sometimes you just need to take a break from your writing. Just just make sure to come back to it. Don't make not writing a habit. Okay, so here's the brain science. And this is something I learned from John Asaraf, who's one of the leading mindset and behavior experts in the world. He wrote a book called Inner Size. And he was talking about procrastination, why we procrastinate, and why we self-sabotage. And he talks about the two brains we have. We have the conscious brain, which truly, sincerely wants and intends to write. And then we have the unconscious brain. I call this our lizard brain, which is out of alignment with our conscious desire to write. And the lizard brain's main job is to keep us safe, to protect us. So when we say we don't have time, when we say we're no good, when we're constantly tweaking our story because it's not perfect enough, that's our unconscious trying to protect us from intense, uncomfortable feelings, embarrassment, rejection, feedback that makes us feel that we lack talent, crippling self-doubt. Our lizard brain is primal. We're not even aware of, of how much it's running the show and the power that it has over our success in anything. So the unconscious brain registers these feelings as a threat to our survival. And as far as our body is concerned, it's a clear and present danger. 
So our lizard brain shows up in a myriad of situations. It can sabotage an important job interview. It can interfere while you're writing something that's painful to relive. And so you might gloss over it. Now, I see a lot of writers avoiding their own material. But when our unconscious brain is in flight or fight or freeze mode, It shuts down the creative region of our brain. We can't create when our lizard brain is sending alarm signals. So then the question becomes this, how can we bring our conscious desire to write in alignment with our unconscious? So number one, become aware of your lizard brain. Acknowledge your feelings. So If you're a perfectionist, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of not being good enough? Are you afraid of being criticized and judged? So exercise some self-compassion here. Number two, breathe. When those feelings come up, just take a moment and breathe. Take six long breaths. Inhale for five counts. Exhale for five counts. Or do alternate nostril breathing, which balances the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Now, if you do yoga, you're probably familiar with this type of breathing, but I'll link to a video on how to do alternate nostril breathing in the show notes. It really helps. Number three, visualize your success. See yourself writing habitually. Inhabit what it feels like to write like a real and serious writer, to have finished your book, Feel what it feels like to be published. If you were a serious writer, the best at what you do, how would you act and behave? What would your work habits be? By the way, the only thing that makes you a real and serious writer is writing. It's not publishing. It's just doing the work. Number four, take one small action forward. Just one small action towards what you want. Just one. It doesn't have to be grand. Maybe you just free write for 10 minutes or you riff on a writing prompt. Just take out a piece of paper or open a Google Doc. If you have a work in progress, maybe just tinker with the opening line or work on making one sentence more vivid. So number one, cultivate a growth mindset. There's no cap on your potential. You are always a work in progress. Number two, don't go for perfect. Instead, reach for getting closer to the emotional truth of your story. Number three, find support. Check out episode 20 on what to look for in a writing group and join our Writer Unleashed private community, facebook.com slash groups, Writer Unleashed community. Number four, make choices, not time. Number five, make writing a habit. Make it a ritual. Make it a priority and schedule everything else around it. Now, breathe and go write something. Make 2021 your year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Writer Unleashed. As always, important links and resources are available at nancypinuccio.com slash podcast. Search for episode 30. Come to the after party at facebook.com slash groups slash writer unleashed community, where I'll be popping in live to give you more inspiration and support. Keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.